0: Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is July 4th. For all of my listeners in the United States, I wish you a happy Independence Day. And for all my listeners outside of the United States, which is a lot of you, we have listeners in 166 countries, which is just absolutely phenomenal. But for all of you listeners who are outside of the United States, I wish you a happy Independence Day as well. As members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we have a common interest in the Independence Day for the United States. It's the independence of the United States that allowed for the restoration of the gospel. A huge part of our freedom or independence here in the United States was a freedom of religion. It's that freedom of religion that set the stage for Joseph Smith in New York in 1820 because of that freedom of religion, there was a great excitement. It was a time when a lot of different religions were circling around and holding these big meetings and talking about their religion. And so it was that freedom of religion that caused the great stir of religious excitement that Joseph Smith talks about in Joseph Smith history. If it weren't for that religious freedom, Joseph Smith may have never gone searching for the true church. And if it weren't for that freedom of religion, he wouldn't have had the ability to, in 1830, restore the Church of Jesus Christ on earth again. That religious freedom that we enjoy here in America sets the stage for the restoration of the gospel and for our worship today. So to all of us, whether we're in the United States or outside of the United States, happy Independence Day, because it is that independent states, that freedom of religion that set the stage for us to worship and to believe as we believe today. So let's continue on in this week's Come Follow Me block. Today, we're going to begin Acts chapter 2. And in Acts chapter 2, we see kind of this miracle happen on the day of Pentecost. Now, in order to better understand this, let's talk a little bit about what the day of Pentecost was. As part of the law of Moses, The day of Pentecost was also called the Feast of the First Fruits, and it was always held 50 days after the Feast of the Passover. So Pentecost was supposed to celebrate the harvest. So it's pretty cool and it's pretty fitting that here on this day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, there's going to be this beautiful harvest of souls because we see at the very end of Acts chapter 2 that about 3,000 souls were added to the church this day. Truly, this day of Pentecost for the early saints was a day of harvesting souls for God. It's also important to recognize and understand that Pentecost was a pilgrimage festival, which means people came from all over to Jerusalem in order to worship or in order to celebrate this festival. That becomes particularly important to recognize Later on, I believe it's in verses 7 and 8, when it talks about there being people from all over the place, and they're speaking in tongues, and they're interpreting and hearing in their own language. So let's jump into Acts chapter 2 and see what the day of Pentecost was all about. First of all, before we jump into these particular scriptures, let's take a second to remember what Christ taught his disciples after his resurrection. He said that the Holy Ghost would be poured out upon them and that from there they could go about preaching the gospel. And that's exactly what's going to happen here at the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. In verse 2 it says, And suddenly there came a sound from the heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. Now, these particular verses are of particular importance for Latter-day Saints because early church history, they had a very similar experience. At the dedication of the Kirtland Temple, Joseph Smith prayed that there would be an outpouring of the Spirit. He said, Let it be fulfilled upon them as upon those on the day of Pentecost. Let the gift of tongues be poured out upon thy people, even cloven tongues as of fire and the interpretation thereof. And let thy house be filled... As with a rushing mighty wind, with thy glory. Now, this prayer was answered not just once, but several times during the following days as they dedicated the Kirtland Temple. Joseph Smith recorded that on one occasion a noise was heard like the sound of a rushing mighty wind which filled the Kirtland Temple, and all the congregation simultaneously arose, being moved upon by an invisible power many began to speak in tongues and prophesy. Others saw glorious visions, and I beheld the temple was filled with angels, which fact I declared to the congregation. So I think it's really cool that this experience that the early saints of the Savior's time experienced, the early saints of the latter days experienced as well. Verse 4 of Acts chapter 2, it says, And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with another tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men of every nation under heaven. And when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together, and were confounded, because every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? and how we hear every man in our own tongue wherein we were born. So here we see the gift of tongues and the gift of the interpretation of tongues in a really cool display. But this isn't the normal way that we see the gift of tongues and the gift of the interpretation of tongues. Normally we see it in more subtle ways. This day and the day of the Kirtland Temple dedication was extreme or unique in how the gift of tongues presented Joseph Smith once said that the gift of tongues by the power of the Holy Ghost in the church is for the benefit of the servants of God to preach to unbelievers. And that's how it was on the day of Pentecost. We had all these people come from all over and they heard all these people speak, and yet they heard in their own tongue and in their own language, and that was a converting experience. It's interesting. On my mission, I had kind of not necessarily a similar experience, but something that this reminds me of we went to go visit a family that was progressing and that we were teaching. And we knocked on the door and they weren't there and we were super bummed. But as we rounded the corner, we heard kind of this revival, this religious meeting going on. And as we walked by, we saw all of these people standing and shouting and babbling and quote-unquote speaking in tongues. And it was hectic and it was chaotic. And to be honest, it brought a very uneasy, very uncomfortable Spirit. Now, I'm not saying things like that can't happen and can't be spirit filled things, but in this particular instance, it felt very uneasy and very uncomfortable. But as we walked by and as we saw all of this that was going on, I had a feeling and I knew in my heart that this family that we were supposed to be teaching was in that meeting. We came back the next day and we talked to them, and they did explain that they were in that meeting and that they saw a manifestation of the gifts of tongues in that meeting. So I asked them, what do you think the purpose of the gift of tongues is? And they said that they weren't really sure. And I said that Joseph Smith, the prophet, had taught that the purpose of the gift of tongues was for the preaching of the gospel, to bring people to him. And I said, look, I totally respect that you are in this meeting and that you saw this experience with the gift of tongues. Did it bring you closer to Christ? And they said, no, actually, it was a little bit uncomfortable. And I said, "Okay, I get that. And then I said, I have been in this country for about four months, and I didn't speak a lick of Spanish before I got here. When I teach you in Spanish, when I teach you in your own language, in your own tongue, does that bring you closer to Christ? And with tears in her eyes, the mother of the family said, yes, hermana, your teaching in our language brings us closer to Christ. And I said, it might not be as dramatic And it might not be as spectacular looking, but sister, I testify that the gift of tongues is real and that I have that gift for the purpose of bringing others to Christ in their own language. And the spirit that was there was so, so powerful. My friends, I testify that the gift of tongues is very real and it is a gift that is very active on the earth today. Just ask any missionary serving in a foreign tongue and they will tell you that the gift of tongues is a very very real and true thing. The everyday witness of the gift of tongues isn't a spectacular thing like we saw on the day of Pentecost, but it is every bit as real and every bit as spectacular to those who speak in a tongue that is not their native tongue and those who hear and draw closer to Christ because of that gift. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.